on this episode, we talk about a movie that was one of the greatest anthology movies ever made. It was the talents of Stephen King, one of the great horror writers of all time, and George Romero, one of the, the all-time historic greatest horror directors, came together and made a movie called Creep Show. No, no, no. We're, we're talking about Creep Show too. We're not talking about Creep Show. No, Creep Show too. Oh fuck! All right, I'll be back in ninety-two minutes. Welcome to the New World Podcast, where we talk about every movie released by New World Pictures from the era of Roger Corman until it was bought by Robert Remy and a bunch of other people in the 1980s. Tonight, we are going to talk about one of the greatest horror anthologies of all time, Creep Show 2. Um, <laughs> the sequel to the Creep Show. Um, it is uh, written by uh, George Romero, based on short stories by Stephen King, and it is directed, however, by George Romero's uh, DP, Michael Gornick. This is actually one of his few directorial efforts, hmm. but he was his director of photography on many of his movies. Um, Dawn of the Dead, Martin, uh, also the first creep show. He, he had also directed several Tales from the Dark Side episodes, which is how he got uh, in line to direct this particular movie and this anthology, which was supposed to be five stories. And through the wonder of New World financing, they ended up with a total of three stories. Well, three and an animated Maybe four is is a better way to say it because there isn't sort of an anti- animated story as well, mm-hmm. but three filmed segments, uh, three film segments that were all by account difficult to shoot, uh, didn't go particularly as they were hoping, um, and, and lots of problems. But uh, three stories, three horror stories. Uh, there's an Arrow DVD, uh, Blu-ray, excuse me, uh, D- and I guess a DVD. You can find the DVD. I bet <laughs> sure. there's a DVD, Why too. Um, Probably some VHS floating around. There's a v- there's definitely VHS, but I will say that the Arrow Blu-ray looks amazing, and that's what we watched, Eric and I. Does it make the animation look better? I think the animation kind of is what it is, but I, I will say it all looks so much better because I was just watching a trailer of Creepshow 2 online and the difference in quality is it 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 reminded me because I had just been watching the Blu-ray and, and I was like, oh, this is so good. And to watch it online, it's like, oh, this is, oh, wow. This is a really dirty sort of darker version. They really cleaned it up. It looks, it really does look terrific and has a lot of really good extras on it as well. So um recommend that if you want to catch up i still and, don't think it's going to help the animation not look like a care bears movie because that animation is straight up care bears i didn't see any care bears in the animation at all i didn't <laughs> i didn't realize the style, they were in the movie. the style of it oh. it's that sort of low budget care bears rainbow bright he-man animation it of the 1980s is in the 80s. yes it is an 80s it did it, it's an 80s movie and it does have 80s style animation in it, that's for sure it I, also has i a, was fine with it because i kind of like that style do you i do i i weirdly like it everything now like everything that the kids and by the kids i mean my kids watch is so like computer animated it's all like smooth there's something that i like about those kind of like rough lines yeah and how like it, it kind of looks like it actually is to the most part animated i mean yeah. i'm sure there's still some computers involved at this point but it still seems somewhat and it's still basically animated 
it's not animated like you know uh snow white and the seven dwarfs in the 1930s, yeah because you have but, like a very you, you'll have uh flat background sets or, yeah yeah uh, exactly that, that they're trying to animate into so you sure. don't always get the size perspective correctly and so you can always see what's mm-hmm. animated and what's kind of like the flat background yeah yeah this also had a uh, soundtrack performed by uh, Rick Wakeman. Of the prog rock group, yes. Mm. Mm-hmm. And to his soundtrack score, I say, yes, please. <laughs> You've seen it. <laughs> it is. In person. <laughs> I, Mark and I have gone to see yes a couple of times. Well, you and I have gone to see yes. Mark yes. and I have gone to see yes separately. Yeah. Yes. However, Rick Wakeman was not in either of those iterations of Yes. Well, once you do Creepshow 2, you don't go back. <laughs> right. I did, I did yell at them often. Creepshow 2! <laughs> Play the theme! Yeah. It didn't, it, they did not listen. He's not it here. Not He's not in the band They're anymore. Like, There's no Rick Wakeman here. So let's get into the first story, Mark. Let's, did, let's it's like it. three movies we get to review here. Yeah, almost. There's, yeah. So let's get into that first section. What's the? Let's go over the first movie. Old Chief Woodenhead, the age-old story of a old Native American statue mm-hmm. uh, in front of a, what would typically be an old cigar store. Sure. Who is guarding over the store. Uh, you have two store owners uh, that are Ray and Martha Spruce. Uh, Ray is played by George Kennedy who you might remember from Naked Gun 33 and a third. Uh, mm-hmm. He was also in Bolero, uh, it, for those of you who are big Bo Derek fans. Uh, obviously, I'm the only one here. So. Yep, you're alone <laughs> in that fandom. I Sorry. hope everyone remembers him from only those two movies. Well, that's what I remember. So You were in Bolero <laughs> and Naked Gun 33 and a third. Oh. <laughs> I'm sure that's when he's that's like... That's right, I'm yes. George like, Kennedy. Wow. Of Bolero fame. <laughs> and Dorothy L'Amour, this was her last screen appearance. The, the last movie she made. She actually did a lot of movies with um, Bing Crosby and Bob Hope. She did a lot. They did a lot of Road to Blank movies um, through that period. It's basically for like a 12-year period. They did constant like they're just sort of comedy movies where they would like take a trip to a certain place. And she was basically their straight straight man uh role to the two of them so was she, was she in old. um mad max fury road mm, i don't she i don't think she was Meh. but i i will have honestly i have to go back and look oh, but thanks. i can't <laughs> uh this also stars david holbrook which is hal holbrook's son he plays mm-hmm. fatso gribbins the sort of uh comedic funny uh, murderous fat kid. Yes, uh, yes. Hal Holbrook was in the original Creep Show in an episode called The Crate, which when I was a kid, I saw the trailer to Creep Show and it, they really focused on the crate segment. And I remember when I first watched, it was that first moment when I, as a kid, understood like what it means to be scared watching a movie. I don't think I'd ever felt that before. And them looking through the crate and what could be in there. And, and you know, it's it's a Tasmanian devil, ultimately, that you find out. Um, and <laughs> Okay. Um, and I, I, just that whole scene where you had the bright red lighting. It was very reminiscent of Dario Gento's early movies of the 70s. Um, obviously, Dario Gento wasn't going for kind of a... Uh, a comic book aesthetic, but it's still or kind of was he? Or, or was he? But uh, anyway, Suspiria so... is pretty hilarious. <laughs> well, not all comic books are hilarious. I'm not didn't say comic strip. Most comic <laughs> books are pretty hilarious. You haven't read a comic book in a long time. Okay, well, I mean, sure, uh, just goofy fun times. Are they? Okay. <laughs> Um, all those Marvel <laughs> comics are just goofy. Yep. Silly. <laughs> Pure hilarity. Um, also, the segment with Stephen King uh, was also awesome when the, the aliens came down. He got like that alien shit on him. That was Creepshow 1. Ah, shit. Shit. Uh, sorry. What yeah, were we talking creep- about? We're talking we're about, about Creepshow creep 2. Too. We're talking about Creepshow 2. So you're talking about... <clears throat> Creepshow 2, son of Creepshow. Hal Holbrook's son, David... Uh, how Holbrook was in Creepshow. Ah, yeah, I'm sorry. Ha- I got sidetracked. David Holbrook uh, was in Creepshow 2. 
he didn't go on to have as long a career as his father. No, no, uh, certainly not. So are we talking about the old Chief Woodenhead? Or are yes, we talking we're talking about, about old Chief Woodenhead. In ah, Creepshow 2, okay. so we're an old Chief Woodenhead okay. episode. So that episode, I have to really hand it to this episode because it really, like, you know, for once, uh, features some real Native Americans and... <laughs> The roles of Native Americans. Uh, it doesn't. What? Wait, what? <laughs> it no, no. Know. It has. Look, first of all, some uh, elders of the Native American tribe come to George Kennedy's store mm-hmm. uh, in this very small town in Arizona? Well, Nevada? it's it's Dead River. And be- Dead River. And they have right. this scene. And this is the pro- This is actually the big problem that I have with this whole story. Is Uh-oh. At the beginning, oh, no. they own this store. Sure they and do. Running the numbers. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Ray, I'm not entirely running the numbers, but Ray and Martha, they're looking out at the town, and Martha's trying to tell Ray, like, look, you've got to sell this store. This town of Dead River, obviously, any town named Dead River, yeah, that's an ominous yeah. sign. Yeah. But they're talking about this was a town that was growing, and... As they're talking about this, they cut away to a 1950s gas station. All the roads are dirt. There's a couple people, and she's talking again about we were. This was a prosperous town. They cut away to like another store or restaurant that's looking all beat up. And I'm thinking, when was this town ever prosperous? Right. Right. Well, they named the town Dead River, so that means that people came upon this town and they're like, "What do you want to call it?" I don't know. Dead River. Like, right. this place is a piece of shit. So I'm thinking, <laughs> yeah. what are they talking Nothing about? Here. Now, if they had cut away to a shuttered Dead River brothel, I'm like, I'm in. Yeah. Okay, okay, now that makes sense. Now also, they can go to a story. smart urban planning, because now we're actually going to revive the town. Right, and they could have said, remember, back in the day, the brothel, people would travel for miles to get their dicks into the women of Dead River. Uh, we had that whole side business where we were That's selling. That's what they used to say. I can't wait to stick my dick into Dead River. <laughs> they did. They did. I mean, until the gonorrhea break out of 77. Ooh. But... <laughs> dark times. They, well, that's what They Dead couldn't River... even go there in the movie because it was so dark. Well, then like, they... It was like it was too dark. Yeah, well, they were calling it Dead Dick River back then. So Drippy Dead Dick <laughs> River. Ew. But... That's what gonorrhea is, huh? <laughs> Get a drip. It's the drip. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> She's just now realizing what gonorrhea is. Uh, but so anyway, be so I, innocent, so young. <laughs> uh, yeah. So your problem is is that the town was never prosperous without a brothel. No, because my only, the only thing that irked me about that statement was like we've got to sell the store. To which I would say, to whom? Because right. I forget the fact that he was like, well, this town will come back. It won't come back, but also, who are you going to sell it to? Like, there's nobody around this town. There's nobody there. In fact, there's nobody around so much that basically he's been kind of gifting things to the Native American tribe, and they're like, feel bad they owe him so much money, so they want to give him this gift of jewels and jewelry from the tribe that would then sort of be a marker for when once they get the money to actually pay him. That he could hold on to all these uh, artifacts. And later on, one of their younger members uh, comes to them, who's clearly a complete 100% Native American. and Irish Native American? <laughs> um, he's from the Irish part of Native <laughs> he's America. He's from an Irish part of the original Native American lands. <laughs> Maybe he mixed... When the when you know the pilgrims came over, there was a little bit of a cross mix there. Well, with, there was that part when there was that part <coughs> of the Atlantic that froze between Ireland and the United States, and they all walked across. Yeah, so he's part of that. He's part that of that part. original, like a very original. Got um, it. Got it. Yeah, yeah. They, they do use a couple of Native Americans, but once it comes to the actual Native American role in this, which is the younger, uh, what's his what's his name? the uh, the character's name yeah i, I don't have that right <laughs> oh, you don't have that in front of you you're the dome you oh, tell us I we know. don't know i know we don't remember I... his name <laughs> um he is definitely played by a white guy in some the guy with the beautiful long hair beautiful long no, sorry. gorgeous long black hair gorgeous, gorgeous long, long, long wig or just not a wig black hair <laughs> not right. not yes and he's gonna make it in hollywood 
as yeah. a gorgeous. He has an eerie resemblance with one of the guys from the Netflix series Mindhunter. <laughs> Just a eerie. Re- I mean, seems like it's a Native American, yet it looks like the older white guy from Mindhunter. Hmm. I don't. What? Hmm. Who could it be? Hmm. Who, who plays this be? part? Not uh, Hal Holbrook's son. No, no, no. Um, and he comes in with uh, a couple of his white buddies, and they steal from them, end up killing poor George Kennedy uh, and his wife. And that is the end of... So that's how she went out. Yes. So they come <laughs> in. Lamore they has a they long rob... career in Hollywood and ends up being murdered in a shop in Creepshow 2. That's how her career comes to an end. But they kill them both on, and they uh, leave with all of the, the Native American jewelry they were given. And, of course, who is, has something to say about this? But old Chief Woodenhead comes to life and takes his revenge. So they rob this store, and then they <clears throat> proceed to just, like, go home and heat up TV dinners and watch some TV? Like, yeah, I like, like that plan that he was like, out. let's leave tonight. We're leaving, not leaving tomorrow. We're going to leave tonight. But like first, like let's just all let's just all like go, go back home, to our place. Square and, things away with yeah. your parents. I mean, just yeah. do, like, just go do your. I gotta stuff. go take a shit. You know what I mean? So yeah. Like, I gotta, yeah, this yeah. is. I I mean, in general, when you're like, let's go rob the store, and then we're gonna leave for California. But like, I mean, you know, let's get a good night's rest first <laughs> after committing a crime. <laughs> right. Let's not leave immediately after committing the crime. Let's give it some time. Right. And he was like, let's cut that time down. But let's also still have that time. You know, I don't want to have us not be able to just mm-hmm. go home and just chill out after committing a crime. We still need that time. That's what you have to gotta do. Got to go watch Mindhunter. You know, you got to get some time <laughs> That's in. Right. So, And then Old Chief Woodenhead uh, picks them off one by one. Uh, it's the kind of typical <clears throat> slow stalker that makes you question, like, how are they not running from this guy? He's a statue. He's slow. Uh, but they well, that's only in. No, I mean, that's only really in the case of the third one. Like when it comes to like when he gets the uh, he was fast on the first two, <clears throat> the red. Well, he shoots one of them with bow and arrow. So there's that. Yeah. Do we want to argue guys... about this? Uh-oh. Did I? Get yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Are we going to throw it down? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the guys, first two are fast. Yeah, you looked at me like, listen, fuckhead. So shut <laughs> what up. are you talking about? Oh, this is, really struck a chord with Erica. <laughs> I love the creep show movies. I am prepared to defend them. And by prepared, I mean I'll just get loud and, you know, loudly and voice my opinion and offer no facts. I'm 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 feeling that right now. <laughs> I mean he kills Feel the it. first one with bow and arrow, the second one the guy goes into his garage and he just happens to be there and then he just kills him. And so it's only until the third one where he the extremely Native American white guy from Mindhunters uh <laughs> um, it's only that third one where he comes in and he tries to shoot him and he doesn't do anything to him and then he tries to lock himself in his own bathroom and that doesn't go as well for him well i mean bathrooms are typically made of like loose particle board as walls so you can just kind of reach through any wall and grab someone by their lovely long locks i have to say i he was a magical wooden indian he could have punched through anything that's right concrete a car door great point great point anything what then why didn't we have any of that you're putting rules and restrictions on the cigar store indie and coming back to life. Damn and how Mark. dare you? I will say that, I, you know, I think we all have a general good opinion of Creepshow 2. Uh, uh, do we? Yep. I'm just going to just say we all like it. We all love it. I'm going to just yeah. speak for all of us. Mm. I'm, I'm not. Yep. I'm, I, I, all no, of us. No, all no. three of us. Mm-mm. Thumbs up. This no. gets the New World Podcast seal of approval. Ooh. Uh, I, I think yeah. that's a two-thirds seal of yep. approval that's, on this one. a huge seal of all approval for all three of us. All three of us in harmony, lifting nope. it up high, yep. Yep. supporting nope. it, we're loving it. Kind of nope. means more than Rotten Tomatoes, I feel like. Ooh. You know, Mm-mm. getting that seal of pro- approval. But uh, this one feels long. I will say, of all of them, this one feels the longest. You mean like, Creep Show too? <laughs> this particular story, because it it feels like we spent a lot of time getting to know a town that we don't necessarily care about. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, their gonorrhea issues are insane. <laughs> Ugh. Uh, but 
uh, yeah, we get to know this dying dead town that everyone wants out of, and it feels like we have a we get to know almost too much. Like it's like yeah. we get it. We I'll give you that. It. it takes its time and doesn't need to. Yeah, you could just get to it. Yeah, we we could we could dive in, but they only had three stories, so I also feel like they kind of needed to extend mm-hmm. this first one just because they you know they didn't have the budget to shoot what they were supposed to shoot in the first place so five stories i also have a real affinity for anyone who pays someone else with jewels yeah, <laughs> like, no modern day i just think there's something like so oddly like it's charming it's like bartering. i don't have any money but here you go here's these like precious antiques and jewels and you know items that are important to me i'm gonna pay you with them i love it i love yeah that. i tried to buy a uh, 12 pack of beer with a bracelet the other day but it didn't go as well i know and the charm of that is gone i know i needed to go we need to go to a really small shitty town filled with people with gonorrhea and mm-hmm. then we could be able to pull that off but no not here not in los angeles i put uh two little fingers of red paint on a native american statue and said now you can rest just last yeah. weekend he had an amazing ability with a very stuck like all his fingers are stuck together mm-hmm. he had an amazing ability to like dip this very stuck wooden hand into some paint and only get two lines on his face <laughs> well done well my joke was more related to at the end he like puts a little on the the native american friend that gave the jewels yes like it says now you can rest as though this guy was waiting to kill the town anyway. Right, right. Like, he didn't right. really need an excuse. Like, killing the two... He was like, these fuckers that own this terrible store, they should have sold that a long time ago, to be honest with you. This was just me wanting to kill these kids anyway. Right. I would have done it anyway. Right. right. I was going to do he it. He had it out for the The fact kids. that they died, yeah. inconsequential. Right. I was going he to was kill, them, kill anyway. them at some point. Yeah. Right. Didn't it, matter that they killed other people first. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It I was going to do it anyway. gonna happen. Yeah, right. <clears throat> We move on to the second story, which is the raft, which is the age-old story of four kids wanting to take a road trip so they could go out to a lake and uh, hang out on a raft in the middle of it. I mean, which is the, just, it's just typical of every single one of us. College, is the raft the second life. one? The raft is the second one. Yes. College is always kids on a raft. Always. Um, speaking of that... Um, so you have this raft and it's in a lake and one of the kids knows about this raft and they're driving up and they say, oh, I hope that raft is there. Was there like a bet to find a raft? How exciting was it to go to the raft? And the thing is, they are prepared to go for a raft because, uh, one of the guys, uh, has like this little plastic bottle that he straps into his bathing suit that he brings like joints in to keep them dry. So Mm -hmm. like he is prepared to jump into this lake and swim to the raft. So raft is that's what he's stoked about. But like what happened before that? Were they all sitting around and it was like, fuck man, you know what's hard to find these days? A raft. Yeah. <laughs> and then in the one of the lake, lake in the middle of, their, of a lake, I know, I can't find one anywhere. You can never find never and, find them. And one of the, almost nowhere. And one of their friends like, "Hey, I know where a raft is. That's Randy's voice. That's my. Uh, that's me doing Randy. Yeah. I mean, oh no, uh, no one. I was agents, like, Whoa, please call where? my email. <laughs> Holy crap! <laughs> I know. I captured. I was like, essence. is this Daniel Beer, <laughs> the, the actor who played Randy? R- R- Randy. Oh, hey Mark. But I mean, I, I just died of hypothermia. Oh. Uh, shooting this episode, he did. Um, he I didn't really worry did. about. I didn't worry about that because I. You know why? I think growing up in a small town, there's oh, there's lots of little places like that. There's like the raft, or there's like the bridge where everybody goes and you know gets high or gets drunk or whatever. And there's like the you know covered. I remember there was specifically like a covered bridge that we would always go to, and and again you had to look for it because it was always on some like no name street. It was like oh we'll just meet at like the covered bridge, and it was kind of like a little bit of an adventure to like go and find it. You know, and then you found it, and everybody would, like, you know, yeah. smoke their drink, or some people would, like, carve their name into it or whatever. Okay. So, again, for me, I love the raft for that reason. That's like, oh, yeah, I could definitely see him like, come on, man, let's go to the raft. Like, see if we can find it. Okay, so it's in a- this case, and I, I'm totally with you, 
in this case, you okay, let's say you found the raft. Mm-hmm. So this raft is in a small lake mm-hmm. that has some un, some undescribable creature that eats anything that gets near it. Yeah. An oil slick like mm-hmm. creature. Right. That lives in on, on the water. On the water. How did the raft get in the lake? What came first, the raft or the oil slick creature monster? Well, the raft is very bright white, like easily one year a paint job. I think they put in the raft first. And then the creature came? Yeah. Yep. And so the no swimming sign that's covered by bushes that's been all grown over... At the end of the episode, the reveal, yeah. Yeah, was before or after the raft. I think that was a separate issue altogether. <laughs> yeah, I think that's just private land. And the guy was like, stay away. I want okay. my, I want the raft to myself. Okay, okay, that's fair. Yeah. All right. They also said they put it out once a year. So they were saying like, yeah, it should be out at this point in time of year. Like they put it out <clears throat> because they're saying like, is, is it going to be there? Because they're worried it was going to be removed, so it's, it feels like they. So the slick is they putting it out there. I, that's what I'm saying. Like you put it out once a year, and then you're also taunting people like, "Don't swim out here." But here's a raft. How we got it? We've we lose one person a year trying to get this thing out into the middle of the lake. <laughs> it's worth it. It does bring me to a very brief Ryan's research. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Ryan's research. Ryan's so, research. Wait for the song. Ryan's research. Wait for the song. <laughs> Ryan, wait for the song. Ryan's research. So, group show two was <laughs> shot in September 1986, and if you notice, not Randy, but the other guy uh, whose name is escaping me. Deke? Uh, Deke, yes. Is wearing a San Diego Chargers jersey. Yeah, and, and a banana he, hammock. Yes, he is. Well, when he strips down. Um, that's all I remember. That's <laughs> Who can remember anything once he strips down to that? Mm. But he's wearing a Chargers jersey. So <laughs> <clears throat> I checked out the Chargers roster for number. He's wearing number 32, which mm-hmm. Chargers fans will probably, at this point in time in history, probably more often think of as eric weddle however uh in 1985 terrence lewis wore the number uh he was a defensive back the chargers drafted and played for only one season Hmm. and i wasn't sure which year they because it was shot in 86 i wasn't sure if they were going to think 32 from 85 or 86 so in 1986 number 32 was worn uh, by a right cornerback donald brown who was also drafted by the Chargers, who was traded before the end of the season to Miami and then played briefly on the Giants the next season before disappearing from the NFL altogether. When I'm looking to buy a football jersey... Wait, he disappeared? Yep. Mm -hmm. It was the slick. (laughs) Oh, shit. Ryan. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Your research led to a conspiracy. And his disappearance is what led them saying, "Don't swim this lake." Wow! So I, I, I just was like, I, I was like, who would was the person wearing the uh, n- n- number thirty two char- Chargers jersey? And the answer is nobody. There well, when nobody. I'm looking to buy a, a like a football jersey, I look for cornerbacks. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's what I made right. too. Normally, that's the first person. Like, mm-hmm. You know, who's the cornerbacks of the Philadelphia Eagles? I gotta get that jersey. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so clearly that jersey, I just thought, oh, it's odd that you have somebody wearing a Charger jersey in any movie, no matter what. So I had to kind of look up who that could have been at that point in time. And the answer is, they just, it must have been, he said number 32 in the script, because he says number 32. So they just grabbed number 32. And it must have been that getting one with a Charger jersey just had to be completely dirt cheap. Oh, I absolutely. Can, I can only think. I love, too, that the actor Paul Satterfield... Yes. Yeah. Yes. His IMDb profile act. picture is his hand being pulled <laughs> under the raft when yes. the ring pops off. Like <laughs> this is his obviously his highlight. Yeah. It's, I was in this movie. Right. He is not hiding the fact that he was in Creepshow too. Right. Uh, the other actors, I I, I couldn't find anything inter- inter- interesting except for Rachel, which is Paige Hannah, which is mm-hmm. Daryl Hannah's sister. Yes. Um. So. The, the problem that I have with the raft... She's also, uh, to go back to Paige Hannah, 
She's also married to Lou Adler. Right. Totally. Yeah. Who is a music producer. Totally married to him. Totally. Totally. Totally, totally married. Totally. Super married totally. to him. Dude. So like, married, bro. Fucking hardcore anyway, married. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> She's married to Lou Adler. Lou Adler is the guy who uh, goes to all the Lakers games. And he sits. He has the seat for years and years. He has a seat next to Jack Nicholson at the Lakers games. Okay. He's been going there forever. I so. wanted this to become a sports podcast. Who cares? What did you hate about <laughs> Ryan's always got to bring up his basketball uh, podcast. Are we going to do your guys. basketball podcast now? Is guys, that I have another podcast. Uh, I hate to bring it up gosh. now, but hey, everybody. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Are you on that podcast, Erica? No. Yeah, well, I could add no value to that yeah. podcast. <laughs> Shit. All right. Well, fine. Uh, the problem that I have with this, with the raft, which I I think it's Uh-oh. a strong story, but the tension, the the real scares of this story, they didn't cover. Like they get on the raft, sun is going down. Uh, there are gaps in the wood that the the oil slick can come up. They have to spend the night on this raft. Yeah. Like the fear, like covering the night and you're tired, you're cold, you can't sit down. How are you going to survive? That is truly terrifying. Like, I don't know how you would make it through that. Right. And they, the night comes, they, they, you see them putting their feet just on the wood in between the gaps and then they cut to the morning. You're like, well, wait, how did you stay alive the whole time? Well, even better is that as much as they've done that, and so cut to the morning, they've somehow survived. He immediately lays her down and goes, well, let me feel up them titties. Well, I mean, you can't blame him for that. (laughs) It did add a valuable titty count. (laughs) It did. It did start. It started the titty count Mm -hmm. for this movie. Um, It was odd timing, though. Like, hey, we could die at any minute, but... But, but, I mean, that's the power of Let me lay you down and see what those titties are about. Oh, my God, the creature grabbed you? That's a surprise. (laughs) Let me just get a couple more feels. (laughs) Real quick. Oh, it's grabbing you. Let me grab one. I didn't grab both. I want to feel both. I felt like he didn't try at all to help her. Oh, no. Like, all he would have had to do is just reach down and help her. He literally jumps off the raft and starts swimming to shore. That's what he does. Yeah. He's like, oh, you're... You're busy with her, so here's my chance to yeah. run off. I, I co- <coughs> will agree with you that there was one one thing I did not like about the raft, and that oh, is at no. the very end, mm. after he's like, I made it, ha-ha, you know, in your face. And then, of course, as we know, spoiler. The, the indelible image of this movie is is yeah. is, is the, the, the creature coming up, almost out of the water him. Yes. and grabs him from the shore. Yeah. Yes. I don't like that it's it It's in the burps. trailer, so it's not a spoiler per se. What's that? It burps. Yeah. Oh, yeah. After it, yeah. it pulls yeah. away. Yeah. It burps. Yeah. It burps. I, I, to me, I was like, ugh. And look, I love Creepshow because it does some, it does kind of tread that line of like legitimately scary, creepy, eerie stories and a little bit like tongue in cheek and kind of funny, kind of like, ugh, you know, a little bit like weird. Yeah. But that to me, I was like, no. Because if you, when it pulls away, it shows. I mean, it shows him getting, like, it comes up over him, yeah. and then you just cut back, and you just see the slick sort of moving from mm-hmm. the shore back out into the water. Mm-hmm. And if they had just left that alone without a burp sound, and you, then you, like, see the, they eventually pull back and see the car, mm-hmm. it's still playing music was, <laughs> as they showed up, the rock and roll music they were listening to. That certainly a the more... royalty free rock and roll the music free. that yeah. we're listening to. <laughs> rock and roll, bam, bam, boo, boo, rock and roll, boo, rock. Is that a coma boner song? <laughs> it is not. It is not. Because that song will not make you hard. Unlike coma boner, which will make you hard. Um, and that certainly would have been a, a creepier image, and and would have really cemented this creature. Which I do think the cool, the coolest part of of the movie, and I think the thing that I always from watching it as a kid that would always remember would I always remember the creature from the raft because there was just something about this weird oil slick. I like, what is it? How is it burning them when it grabs them mm-hmm. It pulls them in? It like, like literally melts them away. Like what the hell is this thing? And you don't, there's no answers. No, yeah. nothing was given. It's just this thing that lives there and just destroys them all. Like, 
And I love that sort of mystery to it. And when you have that burp, it really cheapens the yeah. entire experience. Almost so. as much as them being able to stay up all night and we don't know how. That's your hang up. That's <laughs> your. <laughs> yeah. I can't let that one that, go. You will never let that one go. Yeah. Um, yeah. The raft. I thought, you know, from a kid, like I said, that's always the one that's the most memorable to me. So I was always like, yeah, the raft. Oh, the, the creep show two is okay, but the raft is great. But looking back, rewatching it now, moving on to the Hitchhiker is the third story. Hitchhiker is mm-hmm. now actually my favorite of Creepshow 2. I think this is the best story. It actually, I think this movie gets better and better as it goes on. And the third story is, again, they're all pr- really simple. They're not really complex stories. And, the, and uh, not unlike the first Creepshow, there's like a revenge story. There's this weird creature story. And then the third story is just like this weird, strange, what happened, karma coming back to get you kind of story, uh, which is The Hitchhiker. Starring Lois Chiles. Yeah. She Uh, was uh, Dr. Holly Goodhead in Moonraker. Yes. She She was was also in uh, uh, Speed 2 Cruise Control. She also filled in at the last minute. Oh, this did she? Movie the role was originally going to be played by Barbara Eden. Oh, wow! Uh, I believe from *I Dream of Jeannie*. Correct? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And she dropped out at the last minute because her mom got sick, and she had to go back and take care of her. So they had to like take. They had to put the whole production on pause and go cast her. So they and then they brought her in a couple of days later. So she was ready. They brought her in and shot with her. But uh, I think she's great in the role too. She's mm-hmm. awesome. As far as acting in this movie, she's doing the most convincing job. She's married. She's been seeing this male prostitute or gigolo or however you want to phrase it. Hey, whatever. whatever Thank you for softening it. (laughs) Thank you. Gigolo. We don't want to. Too much. We don't want to appear unhip in gigolo circles. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And we don't want people to think it's gross and say like gigolo. Ew. No. No. Gigolo. This podcast is down for male prostitutes. It's we totally are, cool, it's totally man. Cool. We male, jig female. We <laughs> <laughs> Not only all is, them jig. Remember when you had headboards that could also double as bookcases? Oh, or... I had one. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> what happened to yeah. those? Those that you could Stephen King books out on that, yeah. that bookshelf, and and an ashtray, and yeah. you could put sort of decorate it. Honestly, so, why did that go away? Why? It's why so did we usable. stop? It's so useful. I, it's God. Yeah, it was dumb that we stopped doing that. That was a really smart uh, invention of Absolutely. furniture. And that's we your guys' beef with Hitchhiker? That no, no, no I'm saying that's good. That's a takeaway. That we I'm don't not... sleep behind, you know, buffets anymore. Thank we, you. <laughs> we don't yes. sleep under. That's a great, yes, a buffet. No, like, we were talking about great. bookshelves, but like, yes, a buffet. That's Please. a great point. <laughs> When I'm done with a plate of pizza, I want to just lift my arm and put it behind my head and have <laughs> a nice little, shelf yes. for it to sit on. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that was a mistake God. that we got rid of those. So Terrible. that was just a look back and going, we gave up on that too fast. So she's trying to get home to beat her husband, uh, not beat, beat him. Beat him. <laughs> wow. She's gonna I missed that take part. I did not <laughs> see that either. She's going to kick uh, his ass? Phrasing, I did not know phrasing. that. Phrasing. <laughs> uh, or she's going to jerk him off. Which was which one did he mean? <laughs> She's going home <laughs> to beat off her husband. <laughs> She's got to get there fast. This makes sense now that why she was driving the way she was. Yeah, she was in a hurry. Yeah. <laughs> I got to go beat off my husband. I got to get there. So let me rephrase. She's trying to beat her husband home, who always is home at the same time. Yep. And doesn't know that she And wants to be beat off. And wants to be beat off. <laughs> and doesn't know that she Honey, was already beat off six I'm times. I'm home at 6, it's 6 p.m. on the nose. And uh, she uh, she lights a cigarette uh-huh. as you do on sure. the way home, and of course the uh the cigarette the cherry falls off. It's going to light the car on fire, and she runs over a guy. Uh, she as re- you do, as you do, you know he's he looking, happens to be a hitchhiker. He happens to be a hitchhiker. So wearing she clearly a, feels like who gives a shit? Let's move on. Wearing a he has a sign. He's trying to get to Dover, uh, and she takes off. And Ben Dover. <laughs> oh God! Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> uh, uh, oh Sorry. yes, indeed. <laughs> Thanks for bending me over. Hey, uh, lady. 
Thanks for betting me over. Yeah, so uh, that's a little spoiler. Uh, he comes back. He uh, keeps uh, showing up for the rest of her drive home saying, Hey, lady, thanks for the ride. Uh, and uh, she, is it her going insane? Right. Is he really on the car, in front of the car? And uh, it really just follows her trying to kill this guy again or get yeah. rid of him. Uh, and, and hand, you know, hats off to Lois because honestly, I think some of the stuff that she does in there that is tricky is that there's a lot of scenes where she's just talking to herself, yeah, quite literally. And but it's believable; it's really like good. you would totally like talk to yourself. That really good. The problem I have though is, Uh-oh. oh, boy. <laughs> here we go. Oh <laughs> shit! The you sh- can't treat a BMW. No, or... no. <laughs> what listen, is what is listen. the deal? You can't listen. wear pearls with a jacket. <laughs> Well, that's true. Okay, that's that's very true. She should be rushing to get home to beat off her also, husband. Also, can I just can I just make one note? Our impersonations of Mark. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hello, I'm Mark Golan. <laughs> yeah. He, he apparently is some guy, he's a stockbroker from the 1920s. Yeah. yeah. Apparently. <laughs> I don't know if you knew that about your voice. No, I didn't. I'm learning about We're that learning. now. Hey, this that's is hey, amazing. It's best, best you learn now. Um. Is that during the scenes, she's driving through the forest, she's trying to get this guy off the car, the music sounds more like a Magnum P.I. chase scene yeah. than a horror scene. Yeah. And you're like, okay. what? There's, this isn't scary. What's happening right now? Uh, which, if a guy's on your car and he's, I mean, you've hit him, you've run him over... Uh, you uh, also seriously. Uh, he puts his hand through the sunroof, and she closes it, and it starts bleeding. Sunroofs don't have servos that strong. They're not going to cut your hand off. It's just that's not going to ha- even on a Mercedes. It's not going to happen. Um, so there's a little flaw right there. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you're looking at us both and go be like, "Yeah, you're dead right." Yeah, and you I'm guys, like, "You guys uh, are looking at each other like, oh, like what the fuck?" All right. I, I love when that blood started pouring <laughs> yeah, through the sunroof. Personally, me I was too. like, yes. I was like, oh, "I'll yeah. go there." But I kind of like, loved it. All right. Well, <laughs> that's going to mess up the structural integrity of the uh, sunroof. I mean, that it's not something that really. Well, really, this is an advertisement for Mercedes Benz because that car goes through fucking hell and yeah, back. Sure does. And she still drives sure it home. And I feel like once she does get it home and then it turns out the husband finds her and she's dead, he's like, this car is kind of fucked up, but I feel like I could still fix it. And yeah. it'll probably run for a good long while. But it's a real bummer that I'm going to have to beat myself off tonight. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> this was actually the only piece of the movie that was actually shot in Maine. They actually shot that oh, okay. section in Maine. The other two were both shot in Arizona. And also so. has Stephen King in it. And has Stephen King in it because, of course, they were oh, right. shooting He's the truck in driver, right? his hometown. Mm-hmm. So they actually had him in the – he does a little cameo there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the only time they could get him in there. Of course, he was in a whole, whole piece of Group Show 1. Uh, and I don't believe that he had a whole lot of input into this movie. No. Uh, outside of George Romero writing that, I still don't think that he did much input. But he does make the cameo in this one. But I just think that continual, like, can't get rid of this guy. Mm-hmm. The guy who did it, Tom Wright, actually did. He's an actor. He's been in literally everything. The guy has done roles in every kind of – his IMDb page is insane. But he actually did all of the stunts as well. Oh, wow. Including that scene where they go down the hill – and he's hanging on the car. He said that oh, he was wow. like the aerodisc has an interview with him, and he basically they took the grill out. Yeah, and he has a leg that's stuck in there, so he stuck his leg in there, so he's in there, and then they basically have a carabiner that basically is connecting him, his his belt and connecting him to the car. That's amazing because honestly, when he was going down the hill and I could see, I was expecting it to be a dummy. And when you can see his hand beating yes. on the hood, I thought, yeah. holy shit, that no, is a it's, terrifying and that stunt. Is, and that is the guy. And wow. that's him. So he's in that car driving down and he's banging on the thing and he's Because one stuck slipped and it. that car is mm-hmm. running you over. Yeah. 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 Wow. wow. So he did all of it. So all the stuff we, we wow. saw on, on the roof. He also, um, this is a big movie for the effects house of, of that would eventually become K&B, which is a big effects house that does like Walking Dead and, uh, oh, okay. and a bunch of other things. But um, uh, Howard Berger and um, 
the, he was basically the effects guy on it. Uh, uh, Ed French was originally the guy in charge. Uh, he eventually left the movie during uh, the raft because once they got to the raft part, uh, Howard Berger and um, Greg Nicotero were both really working on the raft creature. They both really kind of created it. It's sort of like a trash bag with a bunch of other things like thrown onto it. Still looked good. It, look, it, it looks honestly, does, it looks really does. super it looks creepy. Fantastic. When it and takes so, those ducks out. Oh, totally creepy. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. And I mean, the the segment sucks, but the, the creature looks great. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I don't know if the section sucks, but uh, the director basically was like, "You're wrong." He he <laughs> he basically said to Howard Berger and was like, "What's up with this? Which of this creature? Like, let's fix let's fix this." And went over Ed French's uh, head. And that's at basically the point when Ed French is like, okay, I'm out of here. And it went to Howard Berger and Greg Nicotero to basically do all the special effects for the rest of the movie. That was also going to be – Ed French was going to play the creep. Mm. And so when he left the movie midway through, then they had to recast it, and that's how they put Tom Savini is the creep. With a voiceover. With a voiceover, correct. In fact, he had to, he had to do – they had recorded the voice already. So oh, okay. he's trying to match the voice – you know uh, as he's performing it um but that's really the start like uh howard berger and, and greg nicotero were like there's a whole interview with them on the on the blu-ray and they were like best of buds and they had come off of making day of the dead so hmm. that's where they did before they did this one and they ended up they had been do, doing so much that by the time they finished this they'd been working on movies for like a year and just going from movie to movie to movie to movie and they go back and they rest, and then they're like, "Let's start our own production house." And they now, which is still in, you know, in play to this day. So, one of the better uh, special effects houses. And this kind of was the thing that said, "Yeah, let's let's do our own thing from Creepshow too." I'm kind of disappointed that Tom Savini's ghoul didn't have like the taut ballsack chin of the animated ghoul. Yes. Like I really yes. would have loved yeah. to seen a live action ballsack chin like that. Yeah. I think whenever you're putting on a We're sorry that you didn't get to mm-hmm. see that. I don't know what the appropriate Whenever there's is. a prosthetic chin, I always feel like more sack. You know? <laughs> like it was real sack. It needs more real, sack. Just Does need hard more sack. sack. Needs more wow. sack. Yeah. Not enough sack. I'm uncomfortable all of a sudden. Yeah, I <laughs> I'm mean, surrounded by sack lovers. <laughs> I mean, this is like generally, I think, a pretty decent movie. It's not Creepshow One. I wish we could talk about Creepshow One. Oh man, I thought we were uh, going to talk about Creepshow well, One. Well, you really did. You attempted really to do did. so earlier, <sighs> but uh, New World did not put out Creepshow One. They clearly got the rights to Creepshow. Like there were rights issues. It went to New World. They said, "Let's do another Creepshow." Then they gave the movie almost no budget and had to cut two sequences. Our dog is, our dog is freaking out. <laughs> All right, she's okay now. Okay. So they, they, they had to cut two sequences out of this, went down to three sequences and the animated sequence. And it, it's, it's like it's good. But I feel like if they had been able to do all the sequences, maybe they could have trimmed the other sequences to be a, just a little bit quicker a little bit faster uh, they could have cut the whole first one out just got rid of that they could have or they could else. have cut a they could have cut a good portion of that piece out um despite the good performances they could have sliced that up a little bit but nevertheless you know uh not a it's pretty good movie the aero disc looks terrific i mean you know i uh, what favorite scene? Favorite scene. Let's get the favorite scene. Okay. I have a lot of love. I have a lot of affinity for Creep Show one and two. It to me, what I love about it is everything because of kind of what I've already said. It was, it hit me at a time in my life where it felt like, ooh, I'm watching something very, um, like kind of creepy and scary, but also funny. It just it kind of really like sparked my interest in horror. So yeah. I really kind of credit it with a lot, you know, say what you will about it, good, bad. It's not perfect by any means, but it really, I was like, I like this. I want to watch more things like this. So it really kind of. And it know. is a shame that like, you know, this isn't the perfect movie, but, you know, George Romero was writing the scripts and this is 
the only probably the only I think this is the only time we're going to be able to talk about George Romero on this podcast because he does not have a long association with New World. But, uh, you know, obviously a huge, you know, in you know, just an amazing director uh, uh, made some of my favorite movies. And like he has an interview on the disc, uh, which is a little bittersweet uh, considering he's passed on. But like it's a little sad that he didn't get like that they I mean they're doing it now. They obviously there is the Creepshow uh, series that's now on Shutter. But you know, it's a little it's a bit of a shame that they didn't get to do more and that's what George Romero says like he wished he could have done more that they could have continued on and made a real franchise out of this because you have Stephen King short stories, George Romero writing them. Like it feels like a slam dunk that they should have continued to do this, but this movie didn't was not a huge success, and so it pretty much shut it shut the whole thing down. It's hard to say my favorite scene, but I I, I mean I, I I guess I already kind of said my favorite story is at this point it was kind of the hitchhiker, kind of a surprise because I knew how much I liked the raft. Just again, not so much everything that the raft was so perfectly pulled off, but the creature is so great, the idea of it is so great. Uh, I haven't really I, I I don't really see a creature like that. I don't I've never seen anything since that's even close to it mm-hmm. i mean i can't see anybody even really attempting to rip something like that off but creep show 2 good stuff um love that i wish there were a million more from this podcast no, no seal no, of no, approval I, all three of us all three of us nope, loved not, it nope not with you on that one we all yeah. are into it we're all into it don't believe right. anyone that would agree disagree with that you we guys, are all into you this. guys are into it mm-hmm. so. all of us guys and girls <laughs> into it so what it what what do you not what's the thing that keeps you from liking this um most of the movie (laughs) wow wow so what's your favorite piece is it the hitchhiker or no well certainly the the, my favorite like of the three stories is the hitchhiker and i would say my favorite scene is uh when uh annie lansing has to get dressed because she goes from like being fully naked in a bed to putting together a, a, a really stunning ensemble. Fan, very and, fancy. And watching her put it all together, I was like, so that's all it takes to go to look like you're ready to go into a, a board meeting. Yeah. Uh, she excellent. was ready. Good she job. was ready to, yeah, to really give the numbers from the court. From and the I court. really did believe all her dialogue to herself. It was really believable. Like, she did an excellent job. Yeah. Um, Especially out, just hopping into that role that she did, you know. Well done. Let us know what you think. Hit us up on Twitter and Instagram. Let us know if you agree, disagree, yell at us. Uh, Leave us a review. We are on Apple Podcasts. We are on uh, Stitcher. We are on Spotify. Go find us. Give us a review. Talk to us. Let us know what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong. And uh, join. I don't want to know what I'm doing wrong. Now nah, tell us what we're doing. Keep that right. to yourself. Tell us what we're doing right. That would be great. Come beat us off. Come and come beat us <laughs> off digitally. Um, and uh, we'll see you next time on the New World Podcast. <laughs>